What's up, skeptics? Welcome to another episode of Reason to Doubt, your source for all things skeptical. I'm Jordan. I want to make sure I get it right this time. <laughs> and I'm Jared. So happy to be with you all today. Uh, as you may know, we are both atheists. Uh, and once upon a time, that might have been an ambiguous, that might have been an unambiguous and obvious thing when we said that. You'd know exactly what we meant. But nowadays, not so much. So we're here to talk about that. What does atheism mean? What does it mean when someone says they're an atheist? And maybe more importantly, what should it mean? Is there a is one definition in use better than another? Hot topic. Um, and I think it's important before we get into it, it's just like our opinions on this subject, uh, on this topic have changed. I know from the time that I first identified as an atheist to now, it's a completely different definition than what it was. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the way I refer to myself as an atheist has definitely changed like within the last year, mm -hmm. uh, because of people having conversations like this. So, uh, while I don't think that it's like we need to kill each other over it. It's worth, you know, being deliberate about the language we use. Words and are important. Also, everyone who uses different language than me is wrong. So, yeah. right. Speaking of using different language, uh, fallacy of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by the equivocation fallacy. This is a fun one. This is probably of, of all the fallacies we've covered with the possible exception of ad hoc, I think this is the one that actually sees the most use in the wild, like actually people committing the fallacy, not committing something close to the fallacy, not like being accused of it, but like legit, this fallacy is committed all the time. Especially if you're talking to a young earth creationist. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, an equivocation fallacy happens when someone uses a term or a phrase or a word uh, in an ambiguous way. Usually, uh, they use it meaning one thing at one part of their argument, and then later use it meaning a different thing. So, so yeah, they're equivocating this thing right. with that thing equal. They're saying they're, they're saying they use the same word uh, as if they were the same, as if they're equal, like you said, but they are not in fact equal in the context they're using them. So, a uh, great example of this, like in a humorous sense is the Avon and Costello sketch. Who's on first, uh, which it's well before my, I think they're probably dead when I was born, but it's still an amazing sketch if you want to Google it. But basically he's the, the bit is a guy's asking the owner of a baseball team who's on first. And the guy's name on first is who and second yeah. is what third is. I don't know. All I want to know was what's the guy's name of the person on first base. <laughs> <laughs> the, the What's on second base? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So that, that's a misunderstanding caused by equivocation. Yeah. Uh, so some real world examples, like you said, young earth creationists, uh, they'll say things like, you can't trust the theory of evolution because it's just a theory. But mm. theory in the first sense is like the theory of evolution is like the scientific sense of the word, which is a framework of ideas that has been, uh, that is open subject to falsification, but has not been falsified through repeated evidence. Like it's a well-supported framework with a great deal of evidence. Right. Whereas in the more colloquial sense of the word theory is just like an idea, more like a hypothesis. So I got a theory, you know. So that, that's an equivocation. Right. So, so uh, it's important to define your terms. It's important to um, be clear when you're uh, arguing to your interlocutor like what you mean when you say something. And it's also important if you're reading somebody else's words to ask those probing questions and see what they mean, because perhaps what you 
understand is not what they meant to communicate or maybe they may have miscommunicated, you know, right. so. Also, if you are speaking with somebody and they say a word that you're like, hmm, this could mean one or two things. You could just simply say, hey, when you say theory, do you mean like the scientific way of theory? Or do you mean like, I just think I might have to go poop later kind of theory? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's contrary to what the Bible says. Yes. Speaking of contrary to the Bible, uh, today we're talking about atheism, like we said, uh, and if you are at all active in atheist or skeptic communities at large, you have probably seen very impassioned arguments over this. Uh, you'll go to places where people are claiming there is one official definition of atheism. Unfortunately, those official definitions don't always match up. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, up Which front. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's funny, in looking into this topic and doing some research on this, this isn't, although it's hot right now in the atheist and skeptic communities, this is not something that's new. This has been going on for years and years, if not decades and decades. Uh, so, Which is understandable. I mean, if you're going to call yourself an atheist as like part of your identity, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, that that tends to, it's important to for that word to communicate something about yourself. You're trying to communicate something about yourself. And people... Uh, tend to be kind of sensitive about the ways that they identify and they, you know, people should be able to identify however they wish, you know. So at the outset, we want to make it clear that language is descriptive. It's not prescriptive. Words don't have intrinsic meaning. They have whatever usages people are using them for, you know. So uh, we're not saying that somebody is wrong if they use a word in a different way than we think is the best way to use it or whatever. Uh, atheism and atheist are polysemous words, and that means that they have multiple meanings in usage. So oh, I'm glad you defined that because I was thinking something different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So at the outset, we're not saying anybody is wrong for calling themselves an atheist. They don't agree with us. Yeah. Uh, however, they're however, wrong. <laughs> they are wrong. And more importantly, uh, the rhetoric you'll hear is that there is only one way to use it. Other people will say that if you're not using it in X way, you are wrong. Or I've just like literally two days ago on Twitter, someone was telling me that the only way that atheism is used widely is this one way. And that is a demonstrably false claim. So I want to draw a line between saying, here's how I think you should use it, which is fine, even if I disagree with you, whatever. And there is, in fact, only one way it is ever used, which is false. Clearly, as we will show. Right. You're just a little bit, yeah. So, so And so I just want to say, whatever definition you use, that's fine. I think the point of this, this episode, though, is to demonstrate that there may be a better way to use a definition, and there may be good right. reasons for why you might want to rethink right. how you define it. So important part up front, I'm going to tell you, uh, Jared and I subscribe to the atheist means you believe there are no gods you, uh, idea. You, there's a proposition, there are no gods, and we affirm that proposition. That's what we mean when we say we're an atheist. And I at least think I used to be, uh, fall under Lactheist, and we're going to explain all these terms here in a second. I used to fall under that umbrella, and I no longer think that's a useful word or a, a descriptive way to speak. I don't think it's clear. So. Yeah. Now that I've thrown that hot take out there, let me explain and show why people who say that there's only one way the word is used are wrong. 
So starting with probably the most popular way it's used in like internet Reddit atheism, like a lot of uh, Twitter circles or whatever. And the way that I've used it myself within the past year. Yep. And me too. Is a lack of belief atheism, sometimes called lack theism, uh, which somebody told me was offensive. I didn't find it offensive when I subscribed to this, and I think it's a brilliantly succinct way to describe it. But uh, a lack theist is someone who lacks belief in a God. And we can see this uh, definition used broadly in some dictionaries. Merriam-Webster defines atheist as a person who does not believe in the existence of God or any gods. So does not believe lacks belief. Mm. Um, it's also uh, used in a lot of atheist organizations. So the American atheists have uh, on their website, they've got like an FAQ, what is atheism? And it says, atheism is one thing, a lack of belief in gods. Atheism is not an affirmative belief that there is no God, nor does it answer any question other than what a person believes, which is weird because he just said he didn't believe it, whatever. Uh, it is simply a rejection of the assertion that there are gods. Atheism is too often defined incorrectly as a belief system, and then it says in bold on the thing. To be clear, atheism is not a disbelief in gods or a denial of gods. It is a lack of belief in gods. I mean, that's that's like one opinion, but right. that is probably the most popular uh, atheist organization in America, the American Atheist like Association. Atheist.org. Like yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got the name. Like they were, they they the were name, right. quick on it. Uh, the Atheist Alliance uh, defines this... Uh, Very similar, but they go a step further. So when they're defining it, they say the word atheism comprises the word theism with the prefix a, and then they kind of get a little snarky. So let's break this down. Theism is the belief in a God or gods. The prefix a means without or lack of. Therefore, atheism means without a belief in a God or gods or the lack of a belief in a God or gods. I have used that and said that myself in the past when trying to define atheism. Yeah. So, And they go on to say that we often hear theists say, if you don't believe in a God, you must believe uh, God does not exist. But this is simply wrong. Lacking a belief in a God does not entail believe no God's existence. And so, and they also say that like, uh, that this is a misunderstanding, very clearly saying that this is incorrect, this, this uh, way of understanding it. Now, I think you can see if you just examine the statement for any length of time, it's clear that it doesn't follow. Uh, the prefix a meaning without a lack of, sometimes it means that, but it doesn't always. Yeah. Uh, it just as often, if not more often, means a negation or like the opposite of. Uh, for instance, if you are asynchronous, you're not, you know. Without, you're without, lacking synchrony. <laughs> you, are, you are not synchronous. You are yeah. the opposite of synchronous. Uh, so, uh, and there's plenty of other words you can it's not hard to find examples where that's clearly not the case. So, but again, words are descriptive. So. Not prescriptive, right. Yeah. Uh, so that's one way it's used, for sure. The other way, the other probably the biggest way it's used is the what we described as our position that atheist means you affirm the proposition that there are no gods. You, this is a proposition. We say, yes, that's true. Um, and you can see that in dictionary.com, a person who denies or disbelieves the existence of supreme uh, being or beings. Uh, it's also broadly used. In fact, it's probably the most popular definition among philosophers of religion. So the people who study this for a living, the experts in this, almost not completely, but almost all of them use it in this one way. Right. And that, there's a reason for that too, because when you're dealing with philosophy and stuff, words matter way more than they do when just regular parlance, right? Because in philosophy, they get really down in the weeds and stuff. So they have to have their definitions down. So 
like you said, there's a couple of philosophers out there who will use it in a different way, but for the most part across the board. Right. Um, so the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy describes this way of descri- of de- defining atheism as the standard way. Um, they And they mention, they suggest for the position that like lactheists occupy, that where they lack a belief that non-theist is the way that professional philosophers would describe that. They are not yeah. an atheist. They are a non-theist, which I think is a brilliant uh, description. The concise Rutledge Encyclopedia of Philosophy basically the same thing uh they said it's commonly understood as the position that affirms the non-existence of a god and it goes on and it also just uh, suggests non-theist as a way to describe this other position and important to note this isn't like some pastor or something that's writing this like the second one was written by william rowe who was an, an atheist or uh if i mean if he's not good enough for you have a Graham oppie he's like the the goat atheist <laughs> Yeah, he, he's was crazy because he's probably like the most underrated atheist of all time. Like, he should have been like you had the four horsemen, right? Oh, he Oppie would have been is, the guy like way like you know. Yeah, uh, uh, Oppie's like I I don't know whatever is better than the fifth horse, the five five horsemen. I don't know. Oppie's yeah. like all four of them combined. Yeah, like, he, so. he's he's great. Graham Oppie is his work is fantastic, <laughs> and in his work. He treats atheist and agnostic as two mutually exclusive things, which mm-hmm. does not work if you do a lack of belief uh, idea. And he he's also said I've seen him in interviews, and he he says the same thing. Like, words of descriptive, prescriptive, call it yourself whatever you want, but he thinks that affirming the position is the better way to go, and that's what he means. Yeah. So this right there should clearly show that anyone who claims that there is only one correct usage or only one usage like that's being used broadly or widespread usage of the term is wrong. And there's even differences within the two ways that we're kind of proposing, right? There's different sure. ways to do the lack and there's different ways to do the, the yeah. affirmation for. So, so there, there's a lot of nuance there. So um, if we are supposed to be skeptics, a lot of times you'll hear in the same circles that make these claims, you'll often hear things like, I want to affirm true beliefs and, you know, not hold false beliefs or, you know, I'll change my mind with evidence. And yet they'll ignore this evidence, you know? So uh, if that describes you, just, you can go ahead and set that aside. It's okay. If people disagree, it's fine. So now <laughs> that we've solved that, let's dig into these and see like, <laughs> is there a better way? Could be, because even though there isn't like, one way to use this word perhaps there's a better way and we should be uh we should be intentional about the way we use language right Right. also maybe there's a better way but maybe there's a bad way and maybe there's a problem with using it one way or another right Right. so there there might be pitfalls that perhaps uh you haven't thought about before so yeah uh i think we should probably start by tackling um lactheism because that's like the most popular uh one for people who are probably watching this so there's a lot of problems that might come with how you define this. First of all, if you're not careful um, in how you define it, if you don't like to make a distinction that you're talking about a person who holds this thing, if you just like anything. Atheism that, is just the lack of belief lack in a God. Belief, right. yeah. if, if you don't clarify you only mean persons or like persons capable of examining or something, you could easily imply that like babies and cats and rocks are atheists and that. It's just ridiculous, Aaron Raw. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it it's just silly, right? And I, hopefully, I don't need to explain why it's silly. It it's silly. 
the reason it's silly is because rocks don't have mental states and cats and babies are not equipped to consider the proposition at all or come to any kind of conclusion. Uh, so it, it, at, they don't have a belief about it because they're not capable of having beliefs, you know? So yes, they lack a belief, but it doesn't tell you anything. They don't, it, it's like, it, it, it's not, a, <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous. I'm even struggling to describe how ridiculous it is. It, it doesn't add any value to the conversation right. or anything like nope, that, right? Nobody cares <clears throat> Whether a, the rocks. a rock stance on whether or not God exists. Nobody cares, yeah. right? So just leave that aside. So uh, <laughs> real quick, though, because theism, so if we're, if we're doing lack theism, but we haven't really talked about what theism is, right? So That's how do philosophers point. use the word theism? So uh, among philosophers, it's it's uh, nice because the two things, atheism and theism, are kind of two sides of the coin. They've, they're propositional in nature. So a person who is a theist is someone who affirms the proposition that a god or gods exist, at least one god exists. So uh, you've got the proposition is, does a god exist? Either a god exists or it doesn't. You know, it, it can only be true or false for a sufficiently well-defined God. And so you either affirm the proposition, a God exists, or you affirm the other, the, the opposite, God does not exist. And when you put it that way, it, it makes a lot more sense and it makes it clear to see, you know, how this doesn't really work with the lack theism definition because there is no way to affirm if you're lacking right? like, yeah yeah well you're not you're not saying what you believe you're just describing what you lack right yeah. um and so that's that's clear why philosophers use it because it's symmetry they're talking about propositions um but and philosophers already have a word for um someone who doesn't affirm the gods do not exist proposition they, but they do not believe in gods they lack a belief in gods that word is non-theist they are not yeah. atheist i mean if you want clear and ambiguous unambiguous language you can't get more unambiguous than non-theist right. right and maybe we should just start referring to ourselves as non-theists like like sure. if, if you really truly lack a belief which Fine. i think most people don't but uh <laughs> i yeah. i would go so far as to say that well i probably wouldn't use this verbiage because it would make things more confusing but i think technically I would be considered a non-theist because I do lack a belief in a God. You you could view it that way if you wanted to. I don't think that's useful language. So, no. yeah. But uh, if you really wanted to get into it, you could. Uh, so, uh, so that's that's what theism is and why they uh, take the other side. We mentioned agnostic too. So, what's an agnostic? Um, unfortunately. Agnostic is also polysemous, so it also has a variety of definitions. Uh, and but, sometimes it can mean atheist. <laughs> like, <laughs> in common, yeah. 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 Uh, um, generally speaking, though, a, an agnostic is someone who doesn't regard the proposition that a God is real, that a God exists. They, they don't accept that proposition, and they also don't accept the proposition that a God does not exist. They lack belief in both. They're right. basically... And, Undecided. Yeah. And just so we're clear here, the the root Gnostic, it, it comes from the Latin for like the word for knowledge. So it has to do with knowledge. So yeah. they're saying, I don't have knowledge of this. I have no way of right. knowing. But right. that that's where the root is, that you can't always get the meaning of a word just from its root. You know, right. you don't want to commit the etymology fallacy. So even though th that's where the word is coming from, it yes. doesn't mean uh, just I lack knowledge because I lack knowledge. 
you know, uh, but that doesn't make me. No, yes. Yeah, I was trying to get to the point, like that's how it got to where it is today. Right. That's why we have those two definitions, right? So, so the position that I lack belief in both is often called weak agnosticism. And that's exemplified, uh, by an agnostic, Anthony Kenny, who said, uh, I do not myself know of any argument for the existence of God, which I find convincing, and all of them I can find flaws. Equally, I do not know of any argument against the existence of God, which is convincing. Uh, they all have flaws, so that my own position on the existence of God is agnostic. So yeah. I don't find the, the, the arguments against God's existence persuasive. I don't find the arguments for God's existence persuasive. So I, I'm kind of in the middle. True fence sitter there. You're like literally right. right down the middle. So Right. Uh, now, it should be said that it can also be used to describe someone who doesn't think it's possible to know whether or not the supernatural is real or whether or not God exists. This is called in the literature sometimes strong agnosticism. So right. uh, when, when we use the word agnostic going forward, we're talking about weak agnosticism, but that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, we used to, and I think one of, in one of our very early episodes, uh, we used to define ourselves as agnostic atheists, mm -hmm. right? And we even gave the example, imagine you had four quadrants and you had agnostic in one and gnostic in the other and atheist in one and theist in the other. And then we would kind of do the whole little quadrant right. thing, right? So, so uh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. And so in the lack theist community... That is an extremely common way to describe it. Uh, the term or label agnostic atheist is often thrown out as a, as a self-descriptor. And the way it works, like you said, is there's, you've got agnostic gnostic, which is regarding what you know or claim to know. And theist atheist is what you believe, right? So right. a gnostic theist would say they know that God exists and believe it. A gnostic atheist know that God doesn't exist and believes it and so on. Agnostic um, theist just is weird. So like, <laughs> well, they, they don't know God exists, but they believe it. Yeah. And since we've described each other one, the agnostic atheist would be someone who doesn't know that God does not exist, but does not believe in it. They lack belief in it. Right. Uh, so there's some problems with this that over and above what we've already discussed with uh, lack theism generally. So first of all, it's kind of redundant. And mm -hmm. when I was using this term, um, I didn't really, I hadn't really thought about the relationship between knowledge and belief. And that's where I think I was getting my wires crossed. So uh, if you don't know, knowledge is a subset of belief. So Correct. if you, one, there, there, are, there are several definitions of knowledge floating out. One, the most popular one, though it does have problems, but the most popular one is probably the justified true belief and belief is right there in the name, you know? Right. Uh, but if you think about it, it doesn't make sense to say, like, I know that this cup is on the table, but I do not believe this cup is on the table. It doesn't make any sense, right? Going back to the agnostic atheist thing, it's kind of redundant, because if you lack belief in a God, you necessarily lack knowledge in a God, right? You, you By telling me you lack belief, it, it uh, entails that you lack knowledge, because... Knowledge is a subset of belief, right? So, right, the, so the modifier agnostic was completely uh, unnecessary. You didn't need to tell me that, right? Because you, you already told me that. Um, also, if it is true, if it is actually the case that you lack belief in a God, that, that you merely lack belief in a God, right? And not that you believe that there is no gods, but you just lack belief, and presumably you lack, you know, lack belief in the other one, then we already have a word for that. We just talked about it. It's weak agnostic. 
Like, yeah. there, there's a word for that. If you if you truly lack belief in the proposition that there is no God and lack belief in the proposition that there is a God, that that's an agnostic, yeah. right? So why? And, make and most times word? you're not going to say I'm a weak agnostic. Most people would just you refer just to themselves agnostic. as agnostic. Yeah, exactly right. So we have we have a word for that. There's agnostic. Now, um, a lot of atheists, I think, are loath. People who currently self-identify as an atheist would be loath to take on the term agnostic. And uh, the reasons could be varied. One reason I have heard expressed is that like an agnostic is someone who's like a like a, a wimpy atheist, yeah. right? Someone who's like – They're not ready bitter. to commit to this lifestyle of right. sin and debauchery. Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, like they just won't admit it or whatever. But like that's not the case. If you're saying you lack belief – it's not saying like you haven't thought about it or it's not like like you're doing it because you're noncommittal. That, that's just the stance you have. You looked at the evidence, you came to the stance. But if you're telling me, well, they're just wishy-washy or whatever, it sure doesn't sound like you merely lack belief. It sure sounds like you believe a thing, right? Like, like you seem in the rhetoric to be going further, you know? So I don't want to yeah. accuse someone of like lying. I wasn't lying when I said it, but I was mistaken about it. Uh, and the reason I was mistaken is because I thought if I said I believed a thing, I was saying that I had knowledge of the thing. So that's where knowledge and belief come in. Right. I remember looking at some pretty prominent figures uh, in the atheist skeptic community when I first started, and they would refer to themselves as agnostic. And I thought that they were just doing that because they didn't want to have the um, – the tarnish or the turmoil mm. that came with taking on the title of atheist, because it does have a little bit of um, negativity and, and, you know, yeah, common culture. So got some baggage. Yeah. But, um, but so if they truly are what we would call a fence sitter, right. Um, then. Or, <laughs> so the agnostic. Yeah. This is where it gets kind of gets funny because the people who are using the term lack theist, also would be the same people who would be basically a weak atheist. That's the definition of a lactheist, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that That's another uh, thing. So often when you hear agnostic atheist, gnostic atheist, they'll often, it, it's equated with like weak atheism or strong atheism. They, they're usually taken to mean the same things, right? Uh, but that gets into another problem with this agnostic atheist idea. So if an agnostic, if, if atheist means you lack belief, if that's mm -hmm. what it means, right? And an agnostic atheist is someone who lacks belief and lacks knowledge. And they'll say, well, a Gnostic atheist is someone who knows that a God doesn't exist. So if they know a God doesn't exist, they believe that a God doesn't exist because again, knowledge subset of belief. Well, I believe no gods exist, but I don't have knowledge of that. Well, what am I then? Like there's no room for me in your in your labeling system, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might just it, say it, I'm an idiot, but I mean, I, I exist. I should get a label too, right? Well, the idea that somebody could know that no gods exist is pretty crazy to begin with, right? So <laughs> right, and, and that's another good point. Is like, who is this Gnostic atheist label for? Like, how many people? Like, it, it's one thing to claim you know that a certain, in particular, god exists. So, like, local atheism, right? Like you could, I could claim knowledge of certain conceptions of a God. If they're contradictory or whatever, then I, I might be able to say, okay, you say that your God is both big and small or good, but, oh, I don't know, command, commands genocide or whatever. Something Just simple like that, yeah. Crazy that nobody would actually do, but uh, 
if you say that, and I say, okay, well then I'm sure that your the God you're describing is not real. Like I'm, I have knowledge of that because mm -hmm. it, it's a contradiction. So I'd be local there, but I don't see how you could possibly have knowledge of every possible God conception there could ever be. Like you've never, I'm sure nobody's ever encountered all of them, right? So how would you have knowledge of all of them? So that's also another argument against this is like, it's got, it's 50% of the label describes almost nobody, <laughs> or at least I don't think it does. I, I haven't right. ran into many. Which that kind of gets into one of, you know, the, the points, what we're talking about here is epistemology, right? How we know something, how, how do we get to, to belief basically? So um, it, it, I can't see any epistemology that would get you to a hundred percent knowledge of, of all gods. It's just. Yeah. And, and that's also keeping in mind that certainty is not the same as knowledge. I can be extremely certain on something and not have knowledge of it. That certainty may or may not be justified. Like I may not be reasonable or rational in hold, having that certainty, but I can still have it. I can still have the psychological state of having certainty. Right. Um, so just to, to put a bow on this part, you can believe things without knowing things, and that's fine. I believe there is no teapot orbiting Venus. I do not know that. I don't know how I could possibly know that. Unless I, like, really invested a lot of money and time and research into, like, carefully examining the space around Venus, right? Uh, <laughs> but I have no reason to believe it, whatever, you know. So I believe a thing without having knowledge of thing. That's fine. It doesn't make you unreasonable or irrational or whatever. It's okay. Um. I think another thing that's driving this agnostic atheist um, label is a desire to avoid the burden of proof or the mm. necessity for justification. So you hear this a lot uh, from atheists like Matt Delahunty. Um, I think Aaron Ra also says similar things. Uh, they'll say, like, the burden of proof is on the person making the claim, so I don't have to provide anything to justify my position. Which is useful if you have a call-in television show where people are calling to make claims, and you're like, "Well, I don't got to make a claim, so <laughs> I don't, I don't say anything." So, yeah. uh, first, like, what debate are you winning? And, and <laughs> honestly, if you like dig in, most people don't actually hold to that because uh, if you like, well, why don't so you you merely lack a belief? Okay, well, why do, why do you lack a belief? Usually, they'll just like start giving you justifications, uh, divine hiddenness or palmeal or whatever. You know, that's all you have to do, like. There's no need to hide from the necessity to give justification. I honestly think, and I'll say, I think the burden of justification is less on someone who is like rejecting this claim than someone who's trying to convince the other person, right? If I'm making the claim that there is this divine, all-powerful being, I think that I would, it, it would be reasonable to expect me to bring extraordinary evidence for that extraordinary claim, right? But, sure. and for me to reject it, it can be as simple as I don't have that evidence and I have these reasons to think it's not. There you you just met your burden. Boom. There you, <laughs> you just justified it. No problem. It's, it's yeah. fine. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of here. And it's not like when you take on the term atheism that now you have the burden for proving all of the gods throughout history don't exist, right? Right. Most times you're you're having a conversation with somebody, they have a very specific type of God in mind. And if you've given this much thought at all, you probably have a good reason why you don't believe in that God. And you can just use that as your right. evidence for matching and, that and burden. Again, it's okay to have a belief without knowledge. So, like, I would consider myself a. Uh, I believe there are no gods. I don't. Th I don't think there are any. Right. That's a belief I have. But I'm open to hearing about your particular flavor of God. Maybe it's one I haven't heard before. Maybe. Maybe you have a good one. Maybe I'll change my mind. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
But why don't you believe there's no gods? Or why do you believe there are no gods? Great question. So I believe there are no gods because uh, I think it's a concept with a low prior that it wouldn't relate to any uh, phenomena that we currently ha- have experience with. I It seems like a, an extravagant claim. I don't require that extra being, that extra layer of reality to explain anything I see. Um, it is superfluous because we all agree that we have a natural world. And you want to add a supernatural layer on top of it? Well, I'm going to need some justification for me to believe that, right? Uh, and because specific God claims I've been exposed to, such as the popular conceptions of the triomni God or things like that, uh, have flaws that make them contradictory. And from that, I feel justified in believing there are no gods. Wow, that was really simple, not painful, and boom. like Too easy. There you go. Uh, also, and, and again, talking about like having a discussion, if someone says, do you believe there's a God? You said, well, I lack a belief in a God. Okay. What? But like, but do you, do you believe there are none though? Like you didn't answer the question. Like, do you? I, 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 I'm for against it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And answer, answer the question. You know? they, and they're not asking, do you know there's no God? That's not what they asked. They asked, do you, you know, believe there's no God now? Uh, so for all of those variety of reasons, I don't think, we don't think that the agnostic atheist label is a useful label. It's not a clear, uh, descriptor. It's redundant or doesn't make sense. It leaves out atheists like us who are clearly atheists. Graham Oppie is clearly an atheist, uh, but he doesn't fit in this box. If you're, if your definition of atheism leaves out Graham Oppie, your definition is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, there are now, uh, so, so I, I think we've we've beaten that horse. There's a couple other uh, ways you might want to describe yourself, though. So maybe you don't uh, subscribe to the propositional form of atheism that we're endorsing, that you believe there are no gods, um, which, again, the reason we're endorsing that is because it clearly answers the question. It tells the person what you believe. Um, it makes no claims about knowledge, so you're only answering the question you were asked and no other question. Um, they don't have to ask follow-ups to clarify. It's it's very clear, right? But maybe that doesn't describe you. But also, uh, you might not be described by agnostic. Maybe it's not that you lack a belief. There's other flavors. So, uh, so there, there's many, many different ways that you can answer this question. It's a very complex subject. Some other labels that you might be interested in. Uh, you could be an igtheist. So an mm. igtheist is someone who believes that the entire conception of God is nonsensical. And so, like, they don't consider it because it's, like, nonsense. Um, it, it'd be like, uh, do you believe that the the purple fiasco rain Tuesday? That that's a nonsense statement. Like, it means nothing. I I have no beliefs there because it's it's a nonsense statement, you know? Right. Uh, I imagine the people who consider themselves atheists are extremely intelligent people <laughs> and very, very small in percentages. But. Uh, a kind of related term is anti-theist. So this is different than the terms we've been talking about because um, it's not exclusive. You could be an atheist and an anti-theist. You could also technically be a theist and an anti-theist if you, if you wanted to be, I guess. Uh, the anti-theist... I would imagine the devil is an anti-theist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Fair, that is an outstanding point. I'm If I ever talk to uh, Matt DeLahunty or someone who endorses the anti-theist as strong atheist thing, I'm going to bring that up. Oh. But... 
Uh, we've been talking about it. I haven't described it. So here's what an antitheist is. <laughs> an antitheist is a person who believes that uh, there should be no God or they hope there's no God. They are against God. Usually they think God is like evil or if he were to exist would be a terrible being or something. So, or perhaps they think religion is damaging in all its forms. And so they're like anti-God belief, anti-God, anti-religion, anti-theist. Um, so for obvious reasons, they are typically atheists, uh, <laughs> angry atheists. <laughs> yeah, usually very angry ones, um, which is fine. Now there are some members of the atheist community, Matt Dillahunty being one of them, who, uh, are advocating for taking the like agnostic atheist label, right. And calling that atheist and then calling what we are someone who affirms the proposition an anti-theist. Because they're like the the negation of the theist position, which like okay, I see where you're coming from. And again, descriptive, not prescriptive, but like we have words for all these things already. Why are we an anti-theist already describes a thing, right? Yeah. It already describes a mentality. Like, what are you like? Where do they go now? What are you going to call them? It's like, a lot why of are hoops we, to jump through, right? It's like why why are we just move, rearranging these chairs in the Titanic? You know, we can just use the words we already have. We already have fine words. Yeah. And not that this, not that authorities matter or anything, but this is how Christopher Hitchens described himself. So I mean, if you want if you want atheist credentials, hard hard you, to get better than the old slapped. Hitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of talk about this like from our perspective. So in our deconversion or our reconversion or conversion to atheism, whatever you want to call it, we adopted this language. And I think the reason we adopted this language of lack theism or agnostic atheist is because it was being touted within the atheist culture, within prominent figures such as Matt Dillahunty. We'll mention his name again for the 12th time this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Notice Um, me, senpai. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we can disagree with you and still like you on some things, right? So, but um, yeah, so I think it was being, it's popular. And so like when you're first deconverting and you're first coming into it, you're going to be exposed to a lot of these prominent figures and it's going to make sense. Like, oh, they must know what they're talking about or like they know. So like that must be the thing that I am. I, I'm looking for a group. I identify with what they talk about. So let me take that label and use it for myself. I can speak for myself. That that's kind of how I be, I got the term agnostic atheist and how I first used it. I don't know if that was your, similar to your experience. But. Yeah, I, I heard some of this argument, but uh, all the people that seemed like prominent were using it the way they were describing it resonated with me because I hadn't thought very deeply about the difference between knowledge and belief. Um, but they, it seemed like they had, you know, so yeah. it, it made sense the way they were describing it. And so when I was saying I lack belief, you know, I don't have knowledge, what I meant was what I currently mean. Like I don't have knowledge, but I believe this thing, but you know, because it wasn't described very well, it was just kind of, this is the label that the whole community was using you know, whenever I talked to someone and said, I'm this, they understood what I meant. So there wasn't yeah. a need to probe deeper. You know, It's not like our beliefs have changed since we became atheists. Just the way that we define our beliefs have changed since we've become atheists, I think. so. Right. Uh, so, but, but we should be willing to change our mind in a, the face of evidence. And uh, how we use words is important. Communicating clearly 
is important. Um, and so I think the atheist community would be best served by doing a few things. First of all, abandoning this crusade uh, of tilting at windmills to say that there's only one usage of the term. I think we should just throw that out because it is clearly false, right? Right. Secondly, I think we should give serious consideration for using language the way that the professional philosophers of this subject use it. Because we rightly criticize uh, Young Earth Creationists, for example, for trying to change words to theory. Fit, right, <laughs> theory or macro versus microevolution or whatever. Uh, we, we criticize them for not listening to the experts and the things that they are experts in and for changing the words to mean things that, that are more convenient for them. And while this isn't identical to that, I mean, these philosophers aren't useless. Like they, they spend their entire lives thinking about this thing. And it's not like they're all raging fundamentalist Christians. Most of them are atheists who are agnostics, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so they thought about this a lot. We should at least pause and consider maybe these experts know what they're talking about. So maybe we should listen to them. I never thought about this from that perspective too. Imagine like you're like this really smart philosopher, like really smart. And you have this atheist. And your name is on. Graham. Your name, your name's Graham, and you have this atheist on the internet who's just like, "Why well, just lack of belief?" And, and you know, that, that's an atheist, and you're like, "No, that's not what this is." And it'd be like, no, "We have a word what, for that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what I bet a lot of us feel like when we hear a young Earth creationist use the word, "Well, it's just a theory, right?" So, like, exactly, right. those ladder up. You know, it's like, yeah, so, great so, point. Uh, yeah. So we should listen to experts about the field that they are experts in. It doesn't mean they're right. It doesn't, f nobody's forcing anyone to take this label, but maybe they have a point. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, you know, word, like you said before, words are descriptive, common usage, like words change meaning throughout history. It happens. If it just so happens that 10 years down the road, black theism becomes the new atheism, whatever. I'll have to change the way that I define myself to align with that. And maybe we'll come up with our own term, right? Like, we'll have to come up with a new word, a no, we're, no we're girls a allowed atheist. clubhouse. Yeah. You know? We'll put an extra A in front of atheists. So like yeah. we're <laughs> we are, we are non-A anti-theists. Theists. Gnostics. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. Like Gnosticism is already a thing. Like it's not a thing anyone believes anymore, but like right. it's a thing that already exists, you know? Yeah. That's like even, it's even more confusing now because you're saying you're a Gnostic atheist. Like you believe in Gnosticism, you like, like the what knowledge and like, yeah. like what's broken down. Like that's weird. You're dual, you, you endorse the duality. Like it, it's weird. Yeah. That, that's. Yeah. The other thing too is, is a lot of times in these conversations, what comes up is people will start to equate to other things like, well, you don't believe in fairies. You lack of belief in fairies. And they'll start to come up with these things. But that's not really helpful but, because people don't talk like that, right? Like, and, and also, like, really, though? Like, do you really? Like, when it comes to Santa Claus, do you really lack a belief? And I, I'll, I'm not, like throwing stones in the glass house. I said this exact thing. And this is where I'd like to shout out um, the fellas over at Answers and Reason, Charlie, Dave, and Joe, who were instrumental in showing me the error in my ways and and uh, and telling me why, and very politely and kindly. Bad atheist. <laughs> why I was wrong. And so I greatly appreciate their help. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I said literally that. Like, I lack belief in Santa. And they're like, 
like really guy like do you really <laughs> and like when they probed just to scratch the surface a little bit it's like no not oh, really, not really. Like, <laughs> no, I, like because like okay we probably should have said this not 45 minutes into this podcast but like in fact we may want to have <laughs> this for a weird to think about it we're professionals here uh so if you look at the prop like, like what does it mean to believe we've been throwing this word around belief over and over and over again but like what does belief mean what belief is is uh you affirm something is true you are more convinced of the that the proposition is true than that it is false like you you are convinced of a thing right mm-hmm. so if you're like to if i said that a is true and you have a 70 percent confidence that that's true then you believe a right and if you have a 20 percent confidence you believe not a right those are the two options not a or a right so um you could say i believe that president trump was a good president because i'm i have a confidence in that or you know i believe that he was a bad president or not a good president not the other thing right that's how beliefs work um there's because we don't we're not computers you don't have like a percentage you can just pull out of your head you know it's a little fuzzier than that there's some gray area in the middle where like it's hard to tell the difference between whether you're like 52% or 48% so you might and it like it may vary depending on what you have for breakfast right right exactly so yeah, yeah there's there's some room for squishiness you know but generally speaking if you're convinced if if you're not convinced of the thing you're convinced of the other thing if that makes sense like if you have i have a high confidence that santa claus does not exist I believe he does not exist. I do not know he does not exist, but I believe it. And I feel justified in that belief. I believe the tooth fairy does not exist. And I think I'm justified in that belief. I believe God does not exist in the exact same sense that I believe the tooth fairy doesn't exist and Santa Claus doesn't exist. Yeah, It's not like you'd be like, I believe Santa doesn't exist. I believe the tooth fairy doesn't exist. And for the exact same logic and reasoning you apply to God, all of a sudden you go, well, I'm not going to use that definition anymore. I just lack right. belief in this one. Like, right. what? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're not making a claim. You, this is an important distinction. You are not making a claim when you say you believe something. The only thing you're claiming is that you, the, the, you believe a thing. <laughs> yeah. you, you are claiming you believe it, which I, I hope you should be certain about that, right? So. Yeah. And I you, think, so we talked about the popularity of, of some of these, you know, skeptics in the community. The fear of the burden of proof, I think, is what drives this a lot, right? I agree. Adopt it. Take the burden of proof on. You're right. a smart person. You came to a decision that God didn't exist. You did that for reasons, unless own you it. just yeah own it and be like, yeah, you know what? I'll take the burden of proof here, and I'll show you why that you're, you know. It, well, it, it the burden of proof is not necessarily the right term because you're not correct proving, yeah you don't need to prove god doesn't exist but you should take the burden of justification i can justify my beliefs exactly yeah. and you should be able to justify your beliefs which like you said you you got here somehow how did you get here <laughs> like you you didn't you babies are an atheist aaron raw so you didn't just like wake up one day and decide you were an atheist you you got here somehow how did you get here now yeah. perhaps you you like just haven't thought about it you know in which case you're probably not an atheist because you haven't confirmed it that's fine but you know just describe how you got there. It's, it's that simple, guys. It really is. Okay, it really is. So, I think we've beaten this into the ground sufficiently. Just to sum up, uh, a belief is something you affirm is true. A prop. It's related to a proposition 
There's a proposition. You can believe the proposition is true. You can believe the proposition is not true, or you could be undecided, uncertain whether it's true or false, right? The related to the atheism, theism thing, a theist is someone who believes in a God, right? Not necessarily has knowledge because knowledge is a subset of belief, but having belief does not imply you have knowledge. Having mm-hmm. knowledge entails you have belief, but not vice versa. So you can say, I believe in a God, or you can say, I'm an atheist. I do not, I believe there are no gods. Neither one of them is saying they have knowledge on the subject. Okay. If you, if neither of those describe you, if you say, I lack belief in God, but I am also not convinced there's no God, there's a word for that already. It's called agnostic. Uh, if you don't like that word, non theist also works. If that sounds less wishy washy to you. Um, and if there's other words you can go into, anti-theistic, atheist, etc. That's what I think we should do. And as the king of atheists, let it be so. It sounds pretty simple when you put it that way. Why is it so hard? I'm sure, I'm certain <laughs> that there will be people in the comments who will tell me exactly why it's so hard and why I'm wrong. How dare I, yeah. Jordan, the random guy, how dare I say that Matt Dillahunty and Aaron Ra and American Atheists and everybody else is wrong. Where do I get off? Where do you get off? And those people that put that in there probably won't listen to the friggin' thing anyway. True. So. <laughs> but if you are listening and you are those people, make sure you hit the little down thumbs. But if you're not one of those people, hit the up thumb, subscribe, all the YouTube stuff. Um, and if you haven't already, I do strongly recommend you go over to Answers and Reason and subscribe to their stuff. They have a lot of really good, like very rigorous, uh, philosophy-minded uh, content related to atheism and skepticism. Strongly and, encourage checking it out. And once you've got your answers and reason, you can remember that you have reason well, to doubt. Yep. It all, all comes it's back. It's a, a big circle. It's like <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you skeptics next time. Peace out. All right. And we're live. You know, that's actually the second time you've got your name wrong on this. <laughs> it is the second time I've gotten my name, my own name wrong, yeah. which should really like undermine people's confidence in my ability to do literally anything. <laughs> oh.